0: It's another beautiful Sunday morning here in South Florida, which means it's time now for South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, my star-studded co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin from the Urban League of Palm Beach County. I, I say star-studded because he always brings big local stars in. Absolutely. Good morning, Trey, good morning, Trey. Good morning. Morning. Thank you for
1: having us here on Sunday morning. And like always, uh it's always a pleasure to, to be here talking to our, our community on Sunday morning. Yep. Today we have Dr. Brian Coleman, who's an orthopedic surgeon and also the chair of the T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society. Dr. Right. Coleman, welcome to Sunday morning. morning. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Good, thank you, sir. So let's get started. Now, you know, young men, young ladies, they all grew up to want to be somebody and something, and they always want to be a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, or whatever. How did you get to be an orthopedic surgeon?
2: That's an interesting question, but I, I have an answer for you. Go right ahead. Uh, <clears throat> I was a, always been a sports-oriented individual. Um, I was a football player, basketball player, pretty good athlete in high school. Uh, but also I knew that professional sports was not going to be the answer for me mm-hmm. on a career path. So for me it was very simple. I said, look, what do I like to do and what do I enjoy the most? Number one is interacting with people, number one. Number two, I like to see how folks improve, and I like to feel that I need to get into something that directly impacts outcomes for individuals, because I feel that in in life that's very powerful. And, you know, you can talk about financial earnings and make good money decisions, but something that actually improves a person's health and their activity level, their passions, desires, knowing that you had something to do with it, okay, that's, that's something that a box was checked. I knew that I was very good in biology and math, mm-hmm. so I put all those together and said, physician. Mm-hmm. And uh, the subspecialty orthopedics was not very hard because of my uh, athletic background
1: and um, You understood it, how 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 that body function, and it just made sense. Yes,
2: on every level. So the good thing about medicine, it's fairly cookbook in terms of what you have to do. There's not a lot of wiggle room. That like nowadays there's the whole that we're going to take a gap year and figure ourselves out in between. Well, this
1: this was not like that back
2: in the eighties, so nineties.
1: Let me let me go back to something you said <coughs> that um, you know at the Urban League we have many youth programs and. We engage with, with a lot of our youth, and especially in middle school and high school age. And whenever I I, I hear a young lady, a young man say, "Oh, I want to be a bio research, bio mechanical engineer, whatever," my first question is, "Do you love math and science?" The foundation of medicine, <clears throat>
2: in general, is math and science. Yes. To be honest with you, so. Um, if you are not, you don't have to be proficient, but you have to be passionate about those specific yes. uh, topics and willing to work <coughs> to improve yourself in those if you're not. And right. uh, it's very, very difficult, and I probably took it really far overboard. Uh, I took six elective math courses in my senior year in high school. Yeah.
1: Right. And, uh, oh, you you were up there with calculus one, two, and three, and all that? Like, see, probability, I, and I, analytical I, I, I geometry. I know where I know where I know where you went. But yeah. you know when, when, I, when <laughs> I when I when I ask these these young people, do you love math and science? And when they don't give me that, oh yes. If they don't give me that, I go like, you might want to think about something else, okay? Because just because it sounds pretty, it's at the top of the food chain for for income and all that. If you don't love those basic components of education then that's not for you.
2: That's absolutely correct. It's, it's very difficult to navigate through if those are not part of your, um, you know, it's not your focus mm-hmm. and it's not your interest.
1: Who were your mentors as you started <coughs> making these de- these life
2: decisions? Well, my parents, first and foremost, uh, no, it's, you know, it's cliché, but both were in education. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, both went through the rigors of the teacher, my father was actually a principal, and at one year, my father was a principal, and my mom was a teacher at the same school that I went to. So
1: My, mother, my mother taught at the same high school I went to. I, I know what you went through, okay? That's interesting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, yes.
2: that, was, uh, that was good, but it was also painful. It was. <laughs> so, so, you know, they first and foremost, I mean, it was their, my homework and then their homework.
1: That's how it was. That's how there it was. There was no escaping.
2: Zero. Right. You right. had
1: no room to dodge. Whatever was coming no. your way. I, I like. Look. Look. We got. We got that in common. So, <laughs> I, I. I definitely see that. Um, you are the chair of a medical society here, and it's called T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society. Give us a little history of T. Leroy Jefferson. I. I've read about uh, his historical uh, past here in Palm Beach County, but give us a little background of T. Leroy Jefferson and also this medical society.
2: Well, T. Leroy <coughs> Jefferson uh, was the first black physician in Palm Beach County. And actu- actually, what he also did was he was a f- had a pharmacy in the area. So he was also an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, there was no insurance and those kinds mm-hmm. of reimbursement compensation. His compensation was chicken, cow. How about and I say barter? Absolutely, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, and he went around, you know, obviously not in a the car. They called him the bicycle doctor, and he mm-hmm. delivered health care to homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did have a brick and mortar uh, that was, uh, I think, around a clematis. Yeah, as it as it probably stands off now.
1: off of uh, spruce <coughs> and around around that area. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: but and uh, basically uh, cultivated that level of practice. So clearly, uh, he was a person who was passionate and believed in, uh, you know, improving health care for those in need. And obviously back then there was, you know, just us, uh, mm-hmm. African-Americans that needed his services. And, you know, he was really that guy to provide it. Um, our our uh, organization is basically built on two very um, defined mission statements. One, mentoring with youth and helping them navigate to various aspects of health care, mm-hmm. whether it's physician or <clears throat> nurse practitioner, allied health, any, any health care uh, position that they feel they want to pursue, we try to help facilitate that through mentoring, uh, extern programs, uh, test preparation, grant money uh, to help for scholarships and the like. Uh, And then the other focus of us for us is the disparity uh, with uh, health care and access
0: to it in the underserved and underprivileged. Our special guest today is Dr. Brian Coleman. He is an orthopedic surgeon from the T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society here for South Florida Sundays with Patrick Franklin, Urban League Palm Beach president and CEO. I'm Trey Brazier. Um, how many members are, do do you have in the society right now?
1: Somewhere about 120, 130. Mm-hmm. And you know, a, a question I have: Do you have to be a, ph- a physician to be a member?
2: Absolutely not. Uh, actually, um, any a, a LA person who is just wanting to work with kids, <laughs> wants what you know is passionate about mentoring, is passionate about assisting in the various projects we have. It's it's a very simple uh, way to get involved.
1: Good. So, if somebody would like to get in touch with you, how how what's the contact information? Our website is
2: tljmsmedicalsociety.org. Um, uh, dot um, org. Our executive director is um, Laurel Dalton um, and Sadia Rahman, her assistant, as well, and uh, they can. Give you all the information you need to make it happen very very quickly.
1: Very good, very good. We, we, we're going to come back to it a, a, a couple of times. But how to get in touch with you? Um, how can residents support you in, in the initiatives and in the programs and, and things that that you all do? Well, we're we're a nonprofit,
2: and um, you know, obviously, there's the advantages of that. But as as important is uh, we have various programs that have differing focus to to do what we need to do so it's not some uniform situation where you are going to help with blood pressures and checks I mean we have Mm -hmm. uh, a program called moms with monitors that is basically screening uh... women of color uh... for you know problems like preeclampsia which Mm is hypertension during your pregnancy and then Uh, diabetes uh, you know during your pregnancy we have programs that deal with that and address that it goes from September through June Uh, there's uh, our healthcare symposium where we have various workshops where folks talk about how they got to where they are uh, that typically is medically related but it doesn't have to be from a physician it could be an optometrist, it could be a therapist, mm-hmm. it could be any anybody delivering any level of health care. You have an opportunity to talk in front of hundreds of kids in a whole day um, that rotate every 20, 25 minutes uh, and talk about your story, mm-hmm. which which is a beautiful thing. Then there's um, even uh, we have a opioid prevention series that's going to be in its fifth year. That we all participate in, including myself, where we navigate with healthcare professionals, help them understand the issues with the opioid crisis and how we individually, in our different specialties, address and deal with that. Um, so that there's there's a, a few ways this can go, and it's usually all year round. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easy to jump right in and get involved with it, and we have the support system to help facilitate that as well.
1: So, again, if somebody, will, if somebody listening out there uh, this morning would like to get in touch or see what you have to offer, your website is? T-L-J-M-S, uh, uh, excuse
2: me, T-L-J-MedicalSociety.org.
1: Uh, .org. Okay. So, folks, look, if, if you're looking for a way or some way to understand uh, health issues and, and, and really talk to someone, um, look them up. They, they're, they're there. They're all over our county and they represent all fields of medicine. I mean, from from um, orthopedics to family medicine to, to obstetrics, everything. So um, that's a good way to, to look up um, support. Um, let's get back to, the, to this healthcare care uh, disparity. And, you know, we we've, we've talked about this in the past. I've had two of your colleagues here on 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 the show uh, over the last couple of months. And the issue of how black and brown people are not have exposure to proper health care, which leads to other issues, which leads to other issues. And before you know it, you you you're so far down the line, um, you know, the end is almost approaching. How can we as a community look at the health care disparity to, to try to educate each other in a better way?
2: Well, the key word uh, that you said is education. Sometimes, as simple as it sounds, there is just a lack of awareness that a there is a disparity. Mm -hmm. Okay, that exists, and 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 a lot of individuals, particularly relatively healthy, sort of marginalize themselves from those. Who they know are sick, and unfortunately, in our community, there's always someone—a phone call or a, a neighbor away—that is very sick. Yes, that uh, folks have personal experiences with. But if they are not experiencing those same issues or ills, then they tend to say, "Well, them—that's them." Right. Okay. Or we wait too late. Well, that's the <laughs> yeah. other thing I was going to say. Uh, it it was—it's in, interesting you brought that up. I two months ago, I. I was a panel member in a um, forum called Cuts and Conversation, which was actually my bar, one of my barbers that are in a, you know, what they call a challenged area a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say the hood because, relatively speaking, it's really not the hood. But, right. But there, uh, the owner's wife of the barbershop basically has a monthly forum where people from the neighborhood come in, and she tries to have. Uh, healthcare care professionals and different specialties that are sit there and just it's a big Q&A session yep. for two hours. And, mm-hmm. and I had the privilege of being involved in that. And I asked people in the crowd, w- your challenges, why are you so resistive, reticent of dealing with healthcare professionals? And first, the answers were um, somewhat disturbing when it comes to still the demons that uh, with the Tuskegee Airmen experiments Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the very non-trusting of physicians that don't look like us and that we're lab rats and experiment in whatever secondary or ulterior motives they have and it's usually financially driven. Right. That was brought up as a problem. So then I kind of countered with, well, you have more than enough qualified uh, black and brown physicians here. Why don't you see us? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, if, that's exactly, if, yes. If I'm going to deal, okay, we I'll I'll reluctantly give you that, mm-hmm. even though I did say, does anybody know any of the names of any of the people that you have problems with? And it was crickets. Yes. Okay. So yes. I said, okay, let's get past that. Yes. But, but the reality is why don't you deal with us? Mm-hmm. Okay. And honestly, the Major factor <laughs> that you know probably doesn't get uh, discussed enough, even though I think it's you know, pervasive, is we uh, deal with our own health, you know, scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We we are focusing in an area where we are really not trying to hear anything negative, negative. and ironically, it's because of what you always hear about the big C, cancer, diabetes. Those things that afflict our community more than most, um, you know,
1: they're, they're afraid to be diagnosed with that. But at the same time, if you don't know what you don't know, it will come back to bite you later on. Right. And
2: that supports the theme of early detection. Mm-hmm. What you, what I said and what I will continue to say is it's better to know you're fine than to not know you have a problem and then you could have actually done done something something about it it early enough. Right, that it would not be a factor. Yes. Okay, but unfortunately, you know, that has not resonated Mm -hmm. uh, with our folks enough. Um, The other thing is we tend to focus on negative outcomes of certain procedures, Mm -hmm. okay, which only constitute 2 to 3% of all the procedures that are done. Well we'll say, well such and such, you know, they had three surgeries, or they never walked the same. And then when you drive you know, drill down, it's like, well, did they put in the work afterwards? No. Did they, did they do a proper rehab? They didn't they do did... the rehab. They didn't right. there's all And those everybody's
1: issues. case is different. It is. And everybody's you, case is
2: different. That's what that's what is really, really difficult to instill. And it's so interesting um, because I've been practicing for thirty years. And the dynamic in in Palm Beach County is, I mean, from South Palm Beach to Middle Palm Beach to Northern Palm Beach, the clientele are significantly different, Mm -hmm. but the attitudes are so, so polarized. What I mean by that is folks that don't look like us are trying to get back to their previous activity level. they have a problem with living in a place where you can be outside every day mm-hmm. and, not, and not being outside mm-hmm. and not taking advantage of their existence. Mm-hmm. We, Our people, on the other hand, uh, would rather uh, deal with deformity and pain in your knees and your shoulders mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your hips and your foot and ankle. They'd rather deal with that than it actually address it, and then here's what happens. It, it builds on itself. It snowballs. You, mm-hmm. you can't exercise. You can't do those things to, you know, to stay healthier, extend your life. I mean, we just, in orthopedics, just had a study out recently that 20 minutes, three times a week extends your life two to three years, minimally. 20 minutes of, of, of exercise. Some cardiovascular walking, exercise, whatever, whatever it is. Something.
1: Three times a week, three 20 times a minutes, day. extends your life an average of two to three years. So instead of grabbing that donut in the morning, just go take a walk down, down the street, two, three blocks, and come back. To where you could get a donut, don't get it, and come back. And come back. Yeah. Three times a week. Three times a week. Right. Folks, so look, the, it's not rocket
0: science. It's just more or less saying get active. Our special guest today is Dr. Brian Coleman. He is an orthopedic surgeon from the T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society here for South Florida Sundays. With Patrick Franklin, Urban League Palm Beach President and CEO, I'm Trey Brazier.
1: Now, I want, I want to go a, a, a little bit further. Um, as a black man, as a physician, when, when we look at men's health, and we bypass it a lot, um, as we get older, I see in certain circles now, especially w- within fraternities and, and different meetings, w- w- which I'm around, more older men are opening up and having a discussion, or we're trying to get that. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're, we're trying to open up the discussion and say, hey look, I had prostate cancer, or i had i had uh i have a high diet i i I'm a diabetic and i'm 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 dealing with this you know I'm trying to prevent this and, and uh my blood pressure is sky high I had to change my diet I had to change activity. We have any these discussions within ourselves, but not enough because our young men still have not heard they 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 haven't heard the bell ringing yet to say guys wake up okay if you over 40, even though for a white male, they say over 50, but for a black male, I know myself, I started my prostate exams at 35 because my father had prostate cancer at a younger age, so I started early. Um, but you're at a higher risk. I'm, I'm at a higher risk. Your family history is important, but how do, how do we address the fact that our men we as men don't talk about our medical issues amongst ourselves. We keep it to ourselves more than we should.
2: Well, that there, there, therein lies the challenge, uh, and not not only with their physical health, but you know the the hot topic now is mental health, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's suppressed even more. Now. Yes, uh, it, it stems from where we're sitting in society in our communities. I think uh, number one, the overwhelming dynamic of single-parent homes and no male. No male. No male figure. Yes. That, yes. that is a major factor mm-hmm. when it comes to this. So, I mean, and when you have two and three generations in one household and you look around and the only male may be your little brother mm-hmm. or your older brother mm-hmm. uh, amongst everyone that exists. So it, it makes it... Um, it's a challenge because you don't have anybody uh, in your gender who you can confide in, mm-hmm. You're, you, which is obviously what pushes our younger males to the streets because they look at things like I can still hang out with my buddies, I can still play video, uh, and then I can do things that usually are not legal that deal with, you know, these these issues in terms of – I. I only am around people that are like me. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have that. The, that that's a, a major thing. They, we're, based, our, we're judged men, boys, on performance, mm-hmm. whether we deliver money to the household or to ourselves, the athleticism we have or don't have. That's how we're judged, uh, mental health, Uh, saying, even though you don't feel great, but standing up and acting like everything is fine is the male macho thing to do, and you actually are judged on how much you can handle versus how much you want to address of your own personal health. Self-care is a term that does not exist.
1: Well, we're seeing more and more of our professional athletes now dealing with mental health because the pressure to perform is greater than ever before, and it's coming at them, a mile a minute so quick and they're they're still young. I mean, when you when you, when you look at our, you know, professional athletes that, that we put on a pedestal and expect them to perform at, you know, at God at God rank level, they're only twenty one years old. They're only twenty two years old. And if and if they don't, they fail mentally and they and then they gotta deal with but we're seeing that more now. Well remember that
2: those same athletes that are dealing with those pressures are 21. It started when they were seven. Seven. Yes. If They had athletic prowess early. You know the way it's set up now with AAU and mm-hmm. camps, and now pivoting away from getting a college education mm-hmm. to basically g- being in a camp that gets you ready to be drafted. To be drafted. Yeah. That's where to become at. a pro at, at at 18. That's where we are right now. Wow. That's you, where we you, are. You know. So so those issues that they're having are 15 years old mm-hmm okay they're being fostered perpetuated uh... it's it's really really putting you know those guys in a in a really really difficult situation then when you figure that you're old at thirty yeah okay and you have to get your money quickly <laughs> yes it puts it all it's it's the same pressures
1: on a different scale that men are dealing with in their own community. we're talking with dr brian coleman here <laughs> from the um, t-leroy jefferson medical society and he's an orthopedic surgeon what what can you tell our not only our our young athletes who who you deal with on, on a daily basis, but uh, those who are not you know have no intentions of being in the in the professional ranks, but we want you to be more active. Talk to us a little uh, for for a, a quick minute about diet and exercise. Well, <clears throat> diet and exercise is um, well. It depends on
2: how you want to do this thing. If you if you if you are particularly if you want to. Uh, basically pursue an athletic career on any level. Diet and exercise is critical mm-hmm. uh, with, with that. I mean, understanding what uh, body mass index is, BMI, mm-hmm. uh, those things used to be just germane to the medical community. But if you are really into what you the level you need to be, uh, it's kind of like when somebody is you know trying to get into med school or whatever. No longer is it just... I have to have good grades to succeed or even I have to have a good referral. You have to do research and there's all kind of things outside your scope that you would never have thought about that you need to do and on that side it's not just about not eating fried foods all the time, not eating late at night and those kind of things. It's the the proper uh, uh, types of food. I mean if you you know being a vegan I'm not to judge. I'm a carnivore to my heart. But, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is there's ways that your personal satisfaction can be addressed and it can actually work for you. For you. But you have to understand that you're not going to get it from dealing with your boys Or your family or anything like that so you have to be passionate about getting educated
1: outside of that. And you have to be discreet about really you know saying no to this, yes to this consistently. Right and it's probably going to be very incongruent to
2: the folks you hang out with and deal with and interact with on a day-to-day basis but
1: you have to strive to be different to get to where you need to be. Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's let's tell our, our, our listeners again one more time. How do you get in touch with the T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society, and just an uh, overview to tell them um, what you guys offer. Uh, the website is uh,
2: tljmedicalsociety.org. Um, we offer mentoring opportunities. We offer uh, for non-healthcare individuals. We offer open volunteerism with regards to a multitude of programs uh, that we have. And um, it's a very easy pathway to get involved with your community or communities of need. And, and if you're looking for a physician of color, start there. That's correct. You, you will not have a larger bank of individuals uh, that exist. Um, it's lean in some specialties, orthopedics. I'm one of four in Palm
1: Beach County, mm-hmm. um, but that's okay. We're we're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so in, in our tradition of our last question, what's next for Brian? What's next for me is trying to take the organization
2: as president for the next year and a half to a level that we foster uh, partnerships that transcend beyond uh, the vendors and reps that we see on a daily basis, i.e., here uh, the Urban League, mm-hmm. Palm Beach County. It's um, I think it's critical that our community not only understands that partnerships exist between the organizations, but they understand that the partnerships are not for uh, are not self feeding. They're for helping the community people like yourself, uh, people not like yourself, of color that need assistance and mm-hmm. that we're here for them and that we are easily attainable. That last statement is very critical because sometimes people think that, you know, individuals that are in social, social, a certain socioeconomical level are hard to access. Mm-hmm. I am here today to say we are not. I am not. And um, you are not <laughs> with the Urban League. But we, we need to help
1: you guys understand that. That's part of our challenge. Well, good. Well, Dr. Coleman, thank you for giving us uh, some of your time uh, this Sunday morning. And, again, if, you, if you're if looking for some health uh, education, go to, to T. Leroy Jefferson Medical Society and look them up, and hopefully if you can't find it there, give them a call. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much.
0: Appreciate you. Every single week, Patrick Franklin joins me from the Urban League, Palm Beach County. Thank you, sir. Have a great week. Thank you. All right. This is South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier.